episode 63, Getting Around. Irene was a Berkeley woman in the 60s. She wore tie-dye and lived in a group house. She moved to Bellingham, Washington within the last 20 years. She's retired. I got to know her because she was a biker. She had a nice blue bicycle with a little pinwheel on a stick taped to her front basket. She had a few colorful plastic flowers woven into the basket. Her helmet was white with flowers painted on it. And she always wore a yellow jacket. You could see her coming and going. The bike was how she got around. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. The bike is how we, my wife and I, get around. We have a car, but it moves rarely. Usually only when we go out of town or go someplace after dark. We like to bike. The bank, the post office, the grocery store, the pharmacy, the bookstore, coffee shops, etc. are all within biking distance. We met Irene while on our bikes. She doesn't bike anymore. I think she's 80 years old now. If not 80, she's very close. Irene is fairly heavy. She has had leg problems, can't walk well at all. Now she can be found cruising down the street in her wheelchair. She has some plastic flowers attached. Her solution to getting around is to choose her housing carefully. She lives in a very cohesive neighborhood. Grocery store, just across the street. Post office, just across the street. And down one door. Pharmacy, one block away. There are more than 20 restaurants within five blocks. A great bookstore, shoe store, and multiple art galleries are within a few blocks. Three doctors have offices within two blocks. Irene has chosen well. She talks of getting a three-wheeled bicycle. Retired and having problems getting around, we might all take a lesson from Irene. Choose our residence carefully. Of course, money could play a part in our decision as to where to set up housekeeping. But Irene is not rich. She lives in a low-income housing unit. Perhaps she's lucky to live there. Then again, perhaps she was smart in finding the place and securing residency. It makes a difference in her life on a daily basis. Sometimes she has to take a bus, and when she does, the bus stop is right at her door. Dick Smith stopped by to record a program for this show just last week. He was a happy guy. He had just renewed his driver's license. It will take him to age 87. He loves to drive. He also bikes a few miles each day to get his morning paper, but he is a driver. He loves to get in his pickup camper and head out on a road trip. Renewing your driver's license is something one worries about as one gets older. I'm sure there are lots of relatively new Buicks sitting in garages where the owners have not been able to get their driver's license renewed. The doctor won't allow it. 
The eyesight won't allow it, or the kids won't allow it. Accidents have a way of happening. Just less than a year ago, a woman in her 80s mistook the accelerator for the brake in her car just a few blocks from here. She ran right over a guy who had just started retirement. He was 67 and in a crosswalk. Similar stories abound. My mother never drove a car. She lived in a small town. She walked to most stores. But her savior was a daughter that lived in the same community. Rides could be provided. Another friend of mine moved to this town when she was in her 60s and relied entirely on the bus system for transportation. It can be done. I know they build retirement homes out on the edge of town sometimes. Some retirement communities stand alone. There are no grocery stores, pharmacies, or post offices within walking distance. Lives are dependent on the car. It seems to me like all of these things need to be built with walking, biking, and wheelchairs given consideration. I have a friend who lives in a mobile home park in Sarasota, Florida. He tells me, you need a car to live there. We visited a sister of mine a few years ago in Sun City, Arizona. One has to be 55 or over to live there. I asked about visiting her neighborhood community or town center and received a quizzical look. Then I rephrased the inquiry. Where you buy your groceries, pick up mail, get your drugs, buy a cup of coffee? The answer was that they do these activities along a strip at various stops. A car is required. Brenda and I have spent half of our time living in Vancouver, B.C. these last four years. We have had need for a car perhaps a couple of times. I'm not even sure of that. We walk or bike. People in downtown Vancouver have learned to spread upward rather than outward. They have added 60,000 people to the downtown in the last 10 years. Yet at the same time, downtown traffic has declined. Cars aren't necessary. We can obtain whatever we wish within walking distance, and certainly within biking range, from the opera to the future shop, to beautiful old growth forest, to recreational centers, to universities, to grocery stores or doctors. They're all within a few minutes. In this area of the lower mainland in British Columbia, high-rises are being built outside of downtown. Smaller suburbs are now seeing 20-story condos being built. Mass transit winds out of downtown and ties these hubs together. When it comes to retirement and getting around, the best answer seems to be to choose your location carefully. If you can walk and find anything you might need or want, the problem of getting around can disappear, along with your car. This is Retirement Time.